Welcome back, guys. Episode 11 of Dad Travel. Thanks for, thanks for tuning in. Episode 11 is going to be all about Disney. Uh, just to give you a little bit of introduction, me and my wife, we joined last year. We joined the Disney Vacation Club. You know, for those of y'all that have, that have ventured to, to Disney, you've probably seen their little stands and kiosk at the different parks and resorts. Um, you know, they're trying to get you to come in, find out more about it, you know. And, and uh, we joined up, not this past trip, but the trip before, uh, where we went and ran the 10K at Disney. And um, we took the plunge. It's a big financial commitment. It's a, a big time commitment. But I think we're really going to enjoy it because we've already taken our daughter, who's seven. We've already taken her four or five times to Disney. And sometimes there was only a year to year and a half time frame in between those trips. And so um, I think we're going to get the, the bang for our buck. Um, our kids love Disney. Our friends love Disney. We love Disney. Um, so this episode, I'm just going to talk to you about you know my favorite parts of uh, Disney World. I have not been to Disneyland. I've not been to really any other Disney uh, locations throughout the world, but talk to you about Disney World. Um, you know, talk to you about our home resort, which is Copper Creek uh, Villas and Rooms at the Wilderness Lodge. Talk to you about um, some of our favorite rides, uh, tips of where to go and when in the different parks, depending on you know when you're getting there, um, and just you know just some information that may help y'all. You know, have a have a little bit better time when you guys go to to, uh, to Disney World, which, in my opinion, is is yes, it's expensive, but it is one of the better family vacations you can have. Um, you know, it they do a great job of, of of giving your kids a a a storybook time. You know, if you do it right, there's all the different character meet and greets and and um, and so many interactive rides that uh, it's really, really going to be interesting to see how they keep evolving and, and adapting to their, to their different franchises they've taken on, like Star Wars and everything else. So, so st- stay tuned. And um, first segment uh, coming up next, I'll be talking about Copper Creek Villas and the Disney Vacation Club. So our home base for the Disney Vacation Club is Copper Creek Villas. At Wilderness Lodge, and we really enjoy Copper Creek, um, not only due to its location. You know, y- you can take a boat or you can take the uh, take the shuttles into like Magic Kingdom. Uh, but being able to ride the boat, uh, you know, not having to go and 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 maybe get on a bus that's going to stop several different places. You know, just being able to go straight there is really nice. But we also just like the theme and the feel of it. So for those of y'all who have not been to Wilderness Lodge, you know, obviously by the name, you can get a gist of, of what the decorative style and theme is. But when you walk in, you know, it, it, it looks like a massive log cabin from the outside. You get that feel to it. And then you walk inside and wood everywhere, Native American elements, uh, animal elements, running water, uh, and it, it it's just very 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 quaint. Um, you can see some of the rooms, the hallways are actually you know facing down into the commons, you know multiple levels, and um, you know Christmas time they put an awesome outstanding Christmas tree right in the middle of the foyer, and it's just really really beautiful. And uh, um, we toured it. We got to see some of their even nicer little villas that are around the uh, lake there, around the water. 
which were outstanding. Uh, you know, one of these days we'll we'll save up our points and and really splurge and get one of those because uh, not only are you waterfront, not only are you you know a separate cabin, you know you're not connected to any other building, but on top of that you have glass everywhere, so you can see the water. You have a hot tub, you have much nicer higher end um, appliances and and elements there, and so um, so we were pretty smitten with it. Uh, I want to say it was there or the Polynesian that were our options, if I remember correctly. But the cool thing with Disney Vacation Club is, yeah, our home base is Copper Creek, or sorry, Copper Canyon. Um, but we will always be able to use our points at other Disney resorts, at other um, uh, at other timeshares because Disney partners with, and I I want to say REI, but I, I think I'm misspoken. Uh, but but they're par- partnered with one of the bigger timeshare um, companies out there in the world, so you can you know use those. You, you you can use your points at Disney Cruises. So there's a multitude of options. So you know it's a it's a it's a 30 year commitment pretty much that we're gonna get our money's worth uh, throughout that 30 years. And there's annual fees and all that. But um, I think with the versatility that you have available due to all the options, um, I. Th- I think it makes sense for a lot of people as long as you have the fi- financial means to do so. So, um, so this would this trip we took we took we went in, in January and we we, we went during race week, <clears throat> marathon week. And so last year we'd ran the hat or the ten uh, k, and this year uh, I got peer pressured into doing the half marathon. And um, so it was our second trip at, or our first true trip as Disney Vacation Club members, but we signed up as vacation club members the last time we were there and uh and i think i think we're really really gonna love it you know disney in my opinion is sort of like the the chick-fil-a of the vacations so what i mean by disney being the chick-fil-a of vacations is that they really go out of their way to make sure that your visit and your experience is awesome um, I love how, you know, with my little daughter, whenever she walks in anywhere in Disney World, you know, the cast members, as they're called, greet her as princess and greet my son, I believe, as prince. And, and, um, and that happens for every kid, you know, every day, all day. And the different experiences you can do, whether it's a character breakfast or whether it's a um, bibbidi bobbidi boutique or the Pirates League, which we tried this last trip that was outstanding. Um, it really just makes the trip for the kids. And um, so besides, you know, going to Disney World in Orlando, you know, we want to go other places. So our next big family trip is we're actually going to the Alani Resort in Hawaii, which is another Disney property. It's another vacation club property too, which our friends, the Yuhas, they've actually visited there, absolutely loved it. And so we're going to have a blast going there because I've never been to Hawaii. Uh, I've been to California once uh, and that's as far west as I've been, so I'm 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 highly looking forward to that. But uh, but Disney World. So let's start with Magic Kingdom. All right, Magic Kingdom. Tip number one: Try to do a character breakfast. All right. For example, uh, eat breakfast at Cinderella's Castle in the mornings. All right. Why? Because you get into the park earlier. If you get in the park earlier. You know, you don't necessarily have to rush through your your breakfast, uh, but if you get in the park earlier, then you can potentially ride some of the longer wait line rides a whole lot quicker. So, for example, you have um, 
big ones, Space Mountain, you have Splash Mountain, you have um, the uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. So those three rides are, are ones that, you know, if you go later in the day, it may be a two-hour, three-hour wait, you know, depending on what time of the year and, and weather and everything else. And so, um, so definitely, uh, especially if you have a little girl, go do the Cinderella's Castle breakfast. It is outstanding. Um, tip number two for Magic Kingdom, always go to the back of the park if you get there early in the morning because – once those gates open, people are always going to try to go to the rides closest. They're going to try to go to uh, maybe Space Mountain or you know just just meander down through the Main Street area. Um, so if you start at the back, a lot of times you can maybe hit up some stuff like the Seven Doors Mine Train that uh, that maybe other people wouldn't think of or Splash Mountain. Uh, let's see, tip number three, Magic Kingdom, um, and this is probably one of the cooler experiences that we've had and it's one of the uh things that we just recently have done is if you have a son or a daughter it really does not have to be uh if you if your family consists of boys only because our daughters or my daughter and our buddy's daughter did it and had a blast too so the bibbity bobby boutique we've done in the past with our daughters you know where the girls get to pick out a dress get their hair done makeup all that look like a princess awesome pirates league which is over by the pirates of the caribbean you get to, if you're a boy, dress up like a pirate. Uh, though they did have some other face painting options like uh, looking like a skeleton and, and everything else. And the girls can look like a mermaid. Now, the, what made this so much better, in my opinion, the Bibby Bop Boutique, because you can look like a princess any day, is the cast members there did an outstanding job of really immersing the kids in sort of like this pirate culture. You know, they talked to them with the accents. They, they, they just had a blast. I mean, the kids talked about that the entire day. My son, little Alex, three years old, he got a, uh, he got a little beard painted on, which uh, for those of y'all that, that don't know about me, I have a pretty good-sized beard too. And so uh, he enjoyed having a beard, you know, even if it was purely cosmetic. He got an eye patch. You got a bandana. Uh, they even had a you know a, a stereotypical big gold earring that they gave him. But the cool thing is they they thought about it, and what they did is they made the earring to where it actually slips onto the eye patch string. And so my son walked around with that. He got a free sword out of it. He got a um, he got a certificate that looks like a treasure map. He got uh, I mean he got all sorts of stuff. I think he got some type of treasure, a little treasure bag. So he got a multitude of things. He thought it was hilarious. We got funny looks and laughs and and you know, good, you know, just really really cool comments from people all day. So had a blast and the girls even though they were, you know, it's a pirates thing, they dressed up as mermaids and got mermaid makeup on their face and they loved it. The two girls that took care of my daughter and our friend's daughter did an outstanding job. So go do Pirates League. All right, you will absolutely love it. Let's see, tip number four. Um, tip number four, really, for any resort is if you don't do the Magic Bands, do the Magic Bands with the My Disney app. So the reason why this is this is so awesome is you know everybody knows about the fast passes, um, but you know some people still use the paper fast passes. Well, the issue there is it's hard to change your fast passes easily. All right, so if you have the My Disney app, you can actually look and see what the weights are in real time 
all over the park or parks and get an idea of, you know, what, what, what type of strategy, what type of path do you need to take to get the most fun out of the day without standing in lines all day. And so the, um, the magic bands, you know, they, they're, they have entrances at every ride and every meal and everything else where you can pay through them and everything else. So you don't have to worry about bringing your credit cards and cash out to the park, which, I mean, if you're still bringing cash and credit cards out to a major amusement park, I mean, you have the opportunity of, of getting them stolen or, or, you know, pulling something out of your pocket, your wallet falls out, you don't see it. So get the magic bands. All right. And then if you, See, as you're going through the day, let's say you have a Splash Mountain Fast Pass. You know, Splash Mountain is a massively popular ride. Same as Space Mountain. All right, either one of those, if you get there and you see that, yeah, you have your Fast Pass for the next hour, but there's only a 20 minute wait, all right, take that Fast Pass off, change it to something else that has a long freaking wait, and then you go do, you know, uh, Splash or Space Mountain, and you know, you just saved yourself um, a Fast Pass. Um, you know, anybody can stand in line for 20 minutes. And so it's so much more versatile and so much easier to get around and, and really have a lot of fun. So, um, so my favorite parts about Magic Kingdom, um, I, I think you have to hit up, you know, you have to hit up the old school, which I know there's so much stuff being added on to all of the Disney resorts that, and, and parks that, you know, old school stuff is definitely changing. You have to go to the Haunted Mansion uh, at least once. You know, they've done some things where they actually added interactive stuff. Um, even in the non-FastPass line, you can go through there and, and uh, there's different interactive uh, wall pieces that you can uh, touch and they'll make noises and, and, and just different cool things look at. So you got to hit up Haunted Mansion. Uh, you got to hit up the Pirates of the Caribbean. So if you haven't been to uh, Disney World in a long time, they updated the Pirates of the Caribbean once the Pirates of the Caribbean um, movie franchise came out with Johnny Depp. And so they'll have some different characters, uh, mainly Johnny Depp's character, but spread throughout that ride. And then, you know, anything with mountain in it normally is pretty good. You know, I love Splash Mountain. Um, now, in my opinion, that does seem to be a ride that has issues, you know, quite often. Uh, I know one time we went and actually saw people get stuck right at the apex of the mountain for probably, you know, five, ten minutes just hanging there. Uh, they weren't in danger, but they were just stuck there due to whatever reason. Um, but Sp Space Mountain or Splash Mountain, I love that. Space Mountain, I hadn't really ridden until recently. Um, I, I really enjoy that ride. Now, the one thing about it is you always feel like you're going to hit your head. And I, I'm not a tall person. I'm 5'11", but I always feel like those lights, because, I mean, a lot of the riders through the dark, I always feel like I'm about to hit my head on something. So I'm always ducking. Uh, even in the pictures, you always see the picture they take at the end where I'm always ducking. So um, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train may be my favorite ride, though, at, at Magic Kingdom. Uh, you know, it's, you know, just a, sort of an older feel of a roller coaster, even though it's a newer ride. Um, but it's just a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Real quick, but good. See, other things. Uh, let's see. Haunted Mansion, S Splash Mountain, Space Mountain. You got that. You got to ride the teacups. Um, you know, if you get to the teacups and they're a little too busy, you, know, you can always go over to the uh, carpet ride, uh, which is right over near... Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, let's see, what else? What else? What else? Uh, and then 
our kids, they are massive carousel fans. And so one thing that we always enjoyed is after we did the breakfast at Cinderella's Castle, we would always go and go straight to the carousel because normally there would be a very, very little wait uh, and at least ride one time before going over to, you know, It's a Small World or, um, or any of the other, you know, the Little Mermaid ride, you know, any of the other little things there. So, so Magic Kingdom, all right? Next place, all right? probably the place we go to the most besides Magic Kingdom is we go to Epcot. Absolutely love Epcot. Epcot, in my opinion, is the, it should be the parents' favorite resort or favorite park within the Disney parks there. Uh, A is because, yes, alcohol is involved. They do serve drinks there, uh, beers, wines, and such. But really, even more than that is the food. All right? You can walk around the world, try different foods. Our favorite food is, or our favorite restaurant to go to, we have to eat there at least one time every time we go, is Germany. They have a beer garden there. And it's buffet style. Uh, you know, anything from schnitzel to, to roasted meats, uh, spetzel. Um, they have different types of potato salad and, uh, um, and sausages and desserts. Um, that, I mean, it's just excellent. You know, obviously I like to drink and they have really good beers there on tap and you can get them in half liter and liter. Um, but just, you know, just being able to walk around Epcot and really have a lot of fun and, and you know, ex it, even though it's, you know, fake countries, you know, you're obviously not there. You get to sort of experience a little bit of their culture. You know, most of the workers there do actually hail from that country. And if you look on their, uh, on their name badges, you can actually see, um, right below their name, you can see what city they come from. And so as you're walking around Germany, you know, or eating restaurant, you're, your server or your hostess, whoever you'll be able to see that they're from, uh, they're from Berlin or Leipzig or or, or Hamburg or Dusseldorf or whatever, and it's uh, pretty cool. So, so that's one of our favorite places to go in Epcot. Um, honestly, the place that I would probably say is the the sh most underrated place to eat there is the restaurant in Norway. Uh, they do a character breakfast there that is outstanding. Again, it's, it's buffet style. It has some stuff though that's a little bit outside the box. It has some, um, you know, some, I believe it's a Norwegian brown cheese that uh, um, at least where I grew up and, and places that I've lived, you don't see a lot of sort of uh, Scandinavian food. And so some really, really interesting choices, but the food there is outstanding. Uh, obviously you have the uh, frozen ride there and uh, it's one of the first countries that you come in contact to if you turn left into the circle uh, of the actual countries so um, so you got to hit that up uh, let's see we ate this past trip we ate at Italy and we ate at um, Japan I believe or no China we ate China um, both those were outstanding. We did carb loading at the Italian restaurant um, there right before we did the half marathon the night before. Apologize about the stoppage there, guys, but one of my dogs asked to go outside there. So um, another one of the hidden gems there, food-wise, is Morocco. I've eaten one of their little uh, you know, fast food options there right, right off the walkway. 
But we ate there one night for dinner. Um, our friend has uh, several food allergies, and so it looked like one of the better spots to eat. And we ate at a restaurant. Again, it wasn't on the walking path, but it was actually at the very, very back. And so you, you pretty much walked through the Morocco country um, section, but it felt like you were actually walking down a back alley, which, you know, if you listen to my earlier episodes, I got to go to Morocco um, on a trip years ago, and it was one of the more interesting destinations that I've traveled to. And so, um, so I, I like the fact that it felt like I was really walking out of the way and going down these, you know, little uh, narrow pathways back to the resort that or to the uh, restaurant that and they had belly dancer there they would come out uh various times and 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 dance during the uh during the meal the food was really really good um i believe i had i believe i had short ribs there that were outstanding uh and the kids got to go up and dance with the dancer which they had an absolute blast doing that um and then if i had to choose a snack there that i would you know go back and eat you know over and over and over i would definitely go to canada which is one of the first countries on the right side of the entrance into the circle of countries and get their poutine. We actually had it for brunch one day. Um, me and my buddy Eric and my son, uh, the girls had a little girls thing going on. And so us guys went in and had a little guy time. And so that was our brunch right before uh, the girls showed up and we perused around. I see um, other cool places. They do have a British pub there. Um, it's really, really cool to just go in, sit down, relax. Uh, they'll do the little shamrock on the, on the head of your Guinness. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, just take time walking through there. They do have a few rides here and here and there, like the frozen ride. Um, they have Nemo, all right. Uh, the Nemo ride with the aquarium at the end and, the, uh, the crush talk talking with crush, the turtle, our kids absolutely love. And my son especially is, is so amazed with, with uh with any, any aquarium you know sharks and big fish so you gotta hit that up you have the uh, soaring ride which does have a height requirement and, and is okay honestly there's a ride in um in animal kingdom that i think is is a much better version of that and i'll talk about that here shortly um yeah, and just walk around, you know, see what you smell food-wise and, and, uh, and drink-wise. Um, the other stuff, though, that, that I'd highly recommend and I'll end on for Epcot is if you get a little bit of a dessert craving, I highly suggest going to France and they have macaroons. Right? They have a little fast-service restaurant there you can walk in they have sandwiches they have desserts and we've hit up their their desserts multiple times and have never never been disappointed though i have to admit i don't think we've hit up any other dessert beside the actual macaroons so so definitely hit those up all right hollywood studios this is the park that i gotta admit they're probably doing the most amazing things with right now so you guys have probably all heard about Star Wars Land, right? which is one of their, which is one of their major, massive um, rehauls of the park. You know, Star Wars Land looks like it's just gonna be huge. You can actually see above some of the walls. You can see just how insane the proportions and um, the construction is. 
but um but they've also had toy story land and so um so hollywood studios you know this is where if you want to go and, and hit a lot of really good roller coasters uh and some fun rides you know you have tower terror you have the um uh, aerosmith roller coaster and there's some really, really cool stuff to be done here um so start out with toy story land so you know, previously they had the the Honey I Shrunk Your Kids area and like the old school um, like city walkthrough area, um, and so they got rid of that, and that's where Toy Story is. So you know, and some of the Toy Story rides, like the uh, the the Buzz Lightyear shooting game, was one of the biggest and most popular rides there within Hollywood. And so now it looks totally different as you walk through there. Uh, due to the renovations that they had the slinky dog ride, which I really enjoyed slinky dog slinky dog was a lot of fun to ride around with the kids um, they have uh besides slinky dog and the buzz ride, they also have pretty much a buzz Lightyear version of um of any of the spinning rides, whether it's the teacups or or the magic carpet or Dumbo's ride or whatever else. Um, then from there, Tower of Terror. I'd never done Tower of Terror. I wasn't a big roller coaster guy back in the day, but you know, it won me over. It was pretty sweet. My daughter, she actually got really scared the first time she rode it this year. And so I asked her if she would take me and I took her and her friend and we rode it and I, I, I sort of led them on that I was scared of the ride and that, you know, hey, you know, please, please keep an eye on me and everything else. And I, I think that took away her attention, you know, from her own being being afraid and having fear. And she ended up loving that ride. And she rode a third time, which I would have never thought after her first experience. She rode a third time and actually was a little bored. She she wished there was more drops and everything else, which, uh, which I got to admit, that is a pretty cool ride. You know, yes, there's some... There's some moving around with the cart, but it, it, it's just repetitive ups and downs. You feel your 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 legs and your butt actually lifting off the seat, and the seat belt catching you and pulling you back down at times. So Tower Terror is cool. I, I've not done the Aerosmith ride at all. Um, took let's see, uh, you know, Slinky Dog is awesome. I love the Buzz Lightyear sh- shooting game. It's so much fun riding around 3D. Uh, if you have little kids, they have a Disney Junior. Uh, it used to be, it used to be themed something else. Now it's Disney Junior Dance Party. So much fun for little kids. You know, three year olds, four year olds, they'll go in there and have an absolute blast. Little Mermaid rides not too far away from there. Uh, but one of the cooler things I don't really remember them doing a whole bunch of. Maybe it's just you know the advancement of the Star Wars franchise within the Disney company. But they have. From some of the newer Star Wars films, they have um, stormtrooper walkthroughs with some of the uh, some of the uh, villain characters, and then they have a little show out there in the stage. Um, I mean, just just a blast, a, a really really fun thing to do. Uh, everybody else did the Star Wars ride, so I could hang back and and uh, hang with the kiddo. Um, but, you know, Hollywood Studios, some really interesting places to go eat. A lot of really, really good rides, you know, it's, it's, it's not necessarily when you think of Disney World, it's not one of the first parks you think of, oh, I've got to go, but, you know, the more you visit Disney World, the more you see that just how much fun 
it is and how much fun it's even more so going to be once the uh, once the Star Wars land finishes because that is going to be outstanding. Now, I can say in Animal Kingdom, I've yet to do the other Avatar ride. The uh, It's the river ride. I, I've heard really, really good things about it, but, you know, the rules are that you can really only get one fast pass a day and it has to be one or the other with the two avatar rides. So, um, I mean, pick and choose the way you feel is best, but, um, I think the, the flying avatar ride is without a doubt the best ride that not only have I ever been on, but I've ever seen thus far. So, um, though I have heard that the, there's a Star Wars ride that they'll be coming to the Star Wars land that apparently is going to be a 28 minute um, ride. And that's from the moment you walk in to to walking out. So it's going to be like almost fully immersive um, as you enter in uh, and should be absolutely awesome. But uh, besides that, Animal Kingdom, Animal Kingdom's just a great day if you just want to go walk around. It's it's probably the most beautiful park due to all the you know animals, nature, and everything else. And so, um, so I think that's one park that a lot of people overlook, um, especially maybe you know couples that don't necessarily have you know small kids. Uh, but you got to get out. You got to do the safari. Uh, sometimes you go in the mornings. The animals are a whole lot more active. Whereas some days you go out there and there's there's very very few animals at all. So. Um, they got um, they got a roller coaster over there. The Everest ride is supposed to be uh, pretty good. Uh, my wife and kids rode that and seemed to enjoy it. Um, and Animal Kingdom has some some really underrated food and drink options. Um, some of the best mixed drinks in all of Disney are there. So so please uh, please check it out. And and again, you gotta go on the Avatar ride. I cannot talk about this enough. One question you may ask yourself is, should I get the dining plan, the meal plan? Um, we did we did the Disney meal plan our first trip as a family to Disney, but we've honestly, we haven't ever done it since. I think there's so many options out there of having stuff either delivered or bringing stuff on your own to the resort. I mean, there's so many different um, you know food delivery options nowadays whether you're wanting just groceries or whether you want groceries, beer, alcohol, whatever else. Um, and then I think there's so many fast food service options that you can go into those and, and, and get, and get enough to tide you, tide you over until the next meal without gorging and without spending a, a, a massive amount of money. Uh, so, so that's something, I mean, if you want the ease of it, you know, the meal plan, there is a lot of just, you know, knowing that you can walk in and you know exactly how many main dishes, snacks, drinks, whatever else that, that you have included and just being able to pack away at those each day. But, uh, but I would highly suggest, you know, trying to, trying to at least one trip, seeing if you, uh, if it makes sense for you and your family or you and your, uh, spouse to just, to just go without and, and, and then compare what prices you would have paid with the meal plan versus what you actually paid and, and then uh, use that going forward. Your lodging options, um, you know, wh- whether you stay on site or off site, 
you're going to have so many options at your disposal that it's really just about what you would like, you know, do you want to be close to the parks, you know, do you want to be able to just be able to take a boat, quick shuttle, monorail, whatever else, um, but within the Disney parks, there's, I mean, there's really a resort for every style and theme and, and, and wish that you could ever hope for, um, you know, we've stayed at Coronado, you know, which is, which has, you know, sort of a uh, um, Mexico, Latin America top feel to it. And we enjoyed it. We've stayed at, um, obviously, the Animal Lodge. Our friends have stayed at um, the Animal Kingdom Lodge, which that's probably one of the resorts that, that you know, at some point I do want to take my kids and stay there and get one of the balcony suites to where you can wake up in the morning, you know, and have your coffee or your tea on the balcony and, and be able to watch the giraffes and the animals and everything else, you know, out there grazing around. Um, we stayed at, I believe, um, the beach club, um, and maybe the contemporary, but we've been to so many of the other resorts too, just due to various, um, various breakfasts and lunch and, 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 and character meetings. And so, uh, that they over time just sort of blur together a little bit, but I mean, there, there, there's Polynesian, there's, um, there's the, I mean, there's some ESPN, I think resorts, the champions resort. I mean, there's so many different options. So, uh, but again, my favorite thus far has got to be, uh, wilderness lodge. Um, I absolutely love, um, you know, our, uh, copper, Copper Canyon villas and everything else there, but uh, but look through the options, see what fits. You know, we've yet to stay off site. Uh, I know a lot of people do that and and maybe save a little bit of money here or there, and they may want to then go. You know, uh, Universal Studios, and make a couple little um, side trips from there. But we've always stayed on. You know, and obviously now with our Disney Vacation Club and and all the benefits that it. Uh, that it offers us that I, you know, I don't really see an, uh, a reason for us not to stay on site. Last segment before I say goodnight to y'all and and uh, and relax here before hitting the hay. So, since I have spoken a little bit about the fact that we ran the half marathon this year and and we ran the uh, 10k the year before, so when we've typically gone to Disney, it has been during. Um, during race weekend. So for those of y'all that don't know, Disney does host various races throughout the year. Not all of them are just during this race weekend. Um, I believe they have a, uh, the, the food and wine festival. I believe they have one there. Um, they have a race there. They have a race, um, a star Wars race. I believe there's a princess race. So there's all these different options. Now the race weekend when we typically go, so it's normally a, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So Thursday is the 5K, Friday's the 10, Saturday's the half, and Sunday's the full. You can do just one, you can do all of them. So if you do all of them, it's called the Dopey, and you can figure out why it's called the Dopey. Um, so if you do the Dopey, you run all four of them in back-to-back-to-back days. And, and after run the half, I, I don't see why anybody would want to do that. Unless they're just a very, very, very uh, competent runner. But I will say, after us run the half, 
the next day waking up and 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 you know uh, obviously being late getting around because we were we were sore um but seeing the people get off the bus you know r- around you know right before lunchtime about you know 10 11 and seeing them walk in and you know each race you get a medal and so the people who finished the dopey that you know that ran all four they walk in and they have all four medals and these medals i mean the metal itself has a little weight to it, has a little heft, and you hear all four of those metals clang together as the people are walking. And, uh, I mean, it's a pretty awesome feat for them to be able to accomplish. I mean, that's a lot of mileage over um, over a, sh- a very, very short amount of time. Um, and a lot of the races, you know, do take place a lot on the roadways. It's not like you're running running on grass. It's not like you're necessarily purely running through the parks um, so, I mean, it, it's putting a nice little toll on your bodies. Uh, I will say definitely with the half marathon, you know, it felt like we were out on the road pretty much the entire time. We, we did go through a few places. We ran through Magic Kingdom. Uh, we ran through part of Epcot and I want to say that's about it. The 10 K in my opinion, without it, Without a doubt, of the two that we ran was was definitely the the coolest of the two races, because I believe the first maybe two miles, three miles are, are roadways, but then the whole last two three miles of it is straight through Epcot. You run around the circle, around, you know, around through the countries. Um, if you haven't ever stayed at Epcot at night or been there early in the morning, they have flares around the lake that are actually lit up and we never really stayed that late at Epcot before besides watching fireworks once and so it was really cool to be able to to run through the Epcot park with uh with the flares going and people out there cheering and uh and and so if you are a runner I would highly suggest looking at doing a run I mean thousands upon thousands of people go um you know it's a really really cool event um when you get done with your race and you're out walking through the uh through the park you'll have a lot of people you know stop and say congratulations to you you know if they see your medal hanging around or if you're wearing your race shirt or whatever else and and it's fun to see the crazy people like we were this past this past race where we all dressed up which i would not i would not suggest dressing up in just any outfit you know have a professional make it for you with with um with high quality material, especially if it's going to be hot, um, to wear a little wick away. I had to wear pretty much one like the fleece men's onesie, like PJ type sets. And last year it was really, really cold. And then this year it was not, it was really, really warm. And so I probably within a mile, mile and a half, I, I had to take this onesie and unzip it halfway, tie it around my waist and then spend the next 12 miles dealing with this thing sagging and and how how could I prevent it from from sliding slowly but surely down my legs so um so if you're a runner you know check out the different options they have the races you know at all these different events and times throughout the year but I guarantee there's a race out there for you so before I sign off if you've never been to Disney you got to go you know, I'm a big Disney World fan. If you have to go to Disneyland, you know, I know that Disneyland is, you know, pretty much the original, but Disney World was, you know, the next sort of, you know, biggest thing that Walt wanted to create. 
Um, but there's Disney properties all throughout the world. I actually just read, uh, I want to say Disney Japan um, or Disney China. One of those um, is actually getting ready. They're actually building a Zootopia land, uh, which is one of my kids' favorite movies ever. And um, so, you know, find a resort that, um, that speaks to you. Go out there, check it out. Uh, if you don't want to go to a resort, I've ha- had... Friends tell me nothing but amazing things about the cruise lines. I've even had friends that did their honeymoon on a Disney cruise. Um, So if you want to experience sort of the Chick-fil-A, you know, it's my pleasure to serve you vacation model, definitely check out Disney, especially if you are a fan of any of the Disney movies, which, I mean, there's pretty much not a generation that, that didn't connect with one of them, so... But anyway, this has been Dad Trouble, guys. Um, so next episode, I'll be talking to you all about uh, my next guy's trip. Got a big guy's trip coming up this June. Uh, me and my buddy Eric are trying to pin down the details, and uh, and I look forward to sharing it with you all. So ha- have a good one, guys.